Welcome to Daily PBJ Devotionals for today. If you're reading through the Old Testament according to schedule this year, read Genesis 31, Esther 7, and Psalm 30. This devotional is about Genesis 31. Now Jacob heard that Laban's sons were saying, Jacob has taken away all that belonged to our father and built all this wealth at our father's expense. And Jacob saw from the countenance of Laban that his attitude toward him had changed. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Go back to the land of your fathers, and to your kindred, and I will be with you. So Jacob sent word and called Rachel and Leah to the field where his flocks were, and he told them, I can see from your father's countenance that his attitude toward me has changed, but the God of my father has been with me. You know that I have served your father with all my strength. And although he has cheated me and changed my wages ten times, God has not allowed him to harm me. If he said, The speckled will be your wages, then the whole flock bore speckled offspring. If he said, The streaked will be your wages, then the whole flock bore streaked offspring. Thus God has taken away your father's livestock and given them to me. When the flocks were breeding, I saw in a dream that the streaked, spotted, and speckled males were mating with the females. In that dream, the angel of God said to me, Jacob? And I replied, Here I am. Look up, he said, and see that all the males that are mating with the flock are streaked, spotted, or speckled, for I have seen all that Laban has done to you. I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed the pillar and made a solemn vow to me. Now get up and leave this land at once and return to your native land. And Rachel and Leah replied, Do we have any portion or inheritance left in our father's house? Are we not regarded by him as outsiders? Not only has he sold us, but he has certainly squandered what was paid for us. Surely all the wealth that God has taken away from our father belongs to us and to our children. Do whatever God has told you. Then Jacob got up and put his children and his wives on camels. And he drove all his livestock before him, along with the possessions he had acquired in Paddan Aram, to go to his father Isaac in the land of Canaan. Now while Laban was out shearing his sheep... Rachel stole her father's household idols. Moreover, Jacob deceived Laban, the Aramean, by not telling him that he was running away. So he fled with all his possessions, crossed the Euphrates, and headed for the hill country of Gilead. On the third day, Laban was informed that Jacob had fled. So he took his relatives with him, pursued Jacob for seven days, and overtook him in the hill country of Gilead. But that night God came to Laban, the Aramean, in a dream, and warned him, Be careful not to say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. Now Jacob had pitched his tent in the hill country of Gilead when Laban overtook him, and Laban and his relatives camped there as well. Then Laban said to Jacob, What have you done? You have deceived me and carried off my daughters like captives of war. Why did you run away secretly and deceive me without even telling me? I would have sent you away with joy and singing, with tambourines and harps. But you did not even let me kiss my grandchildren and my daughters goodbye. Now you have done a foolish thing. I have power to do you great harm. But last night the God of your father said to me, Be careful not to say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. Now you have gone off, because you long for your father's house. But why have you stolen my gods? I was afraid, Jacob answered, for I thought you would take your daughters from me by force. And if you find your gods with anyone here, he shall not live. In the presence of our relatives, see for yourself if anything is yours, and take it back. 
for Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen the idols. So Laban went into Jacob's tent, then Leah's tent, and then the tents of the two maidservants, but he found nothing. Then he left Leah's tent and entered Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken Laban's household gods, put them in the saddlebag of her camel, and was sitting on them. And Laban searched everything in the tent, but found nothing. Rachel said to her father, Sir, do not be angry that I cannot stand up before you, for I am having my period. So Laban searched, but could not find the household gods. Then Jacob became incensed and challenged Laban. What is my crime? he said. For what sin of mine have you so hotly pursued me? You have searched all my goods. Have you found anything that belongs to you? Put it here before my brothers and yours, that they may judge between the two of us. I have been with you for twenty years now. Your sheep and goats have not miscarried, nor have I eaten the rams of your flock. I did not bring you anything torn by wild beasts. I bore the loss myself. And you demanded payment from me for what was stolen by day or night. As it was, the heat consumed me by day and the frost by night, and sleep fled from my eyes. Thus for twenty years I have served in your household, fourteen years for your two daughters, and six years for your flocks, and you have changed my wages ten times. If the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had not been with me, surely by now you would have sent me away empty-handed. But God has seen my affliction and the toil of my hands, and last night he rendered judgment. But Laban answered Jacob, These daughters are my daughters, these sons are my sons, and these flocks are my flocks. Everything you see is mine. Yet what can I do today about these daughters of mine or the children they have born? Come now, let us make a covenant, you and I, and let it serve as a witness between you and me. So Jacob picked out a stone and set it up as a pillar. And he said to his relatives, Gather some stones. So they took stones and made a mound. And there, by the mound, they ate. Laban called it Jeger Sahadutha, and Jacob called it Galid. Then Laban declared, This mound is a witness between you and me this day. Therefore the place was called Galid. It was also called Mizpah, because Laban said, May the Lord keep watch between you and me when we are absent from each other. If you must treat my daughters or take other wives, although no one is with us, remember that God is a witness between you and me. Laban also said to Jacob, Here is the mound, and here is the pillar I have set up between you and me. This mound is a witness, and this pillar is a witness, that I will not go past this mound to harm you, and you will not go past this mound and pillar to harm me. May the God of Abraham and the God of Nahor the God of their father, judge between us. So Jacob swore by the fear of his father, Isaac. Then Jacob offered a sacrifice on the mountain and invited his relatives to eat a meal. After they had eaten, they spent the night on the mountain. Early the next morning, Laban got up and kissed his grandchildren and daughters and blessed them. Then he left to return home. This is God's word. People steal from their employers in different ways, taking cash, removing small items, doing personal tasks with company time or resources, and so on. People do this kind of theft for different reasons, but one of them is that they don't feel they are appreciated or paid well enough for how hard they work. This kind of person feels entitled to steal as a matter of justice. 
he or she takes what the employer has and rationalizes taking it by telling themselves that they deserve it. I wonder if something like that was a factor in Rachel's decision to steal Laban's idols, as we saw in verse 19. The story of Laban and Jacob is told from Jacob's perspective in Scripture. He was the one who contracted to serve seven years to marry Rachel, and he was the one who was duped into marrying Leah instead. But Rachel was damaged in this deal as well. The man who loved her was given to her sister. What if Jacob decided he loved Leah after he got over the shock of being swindled? What if Laban refused to see both of his daughters married to the same man? Furthermore, although she did eventually get to marry Jacob, she was now merely one of two wives instead of his one and only, the way Sarah was to Abraham and Rebekah was to Isaac. Also, the fact that Jacob's other wife was her sister probably heightened the tension between them. When we consider the situation from Rachel's perspective, it is not hard to imagine that she felt used and deceived and devalued by her father. Her theft of his idols, then, might have been an act of payback for how poorly Laban had treated her. Whatever her motivation was, Rachel's decision to steal nearly caused her to lose her life, according to verse 32. The consequences of her theft were far more costly than the value of his idols. I think about this whenever I see a news article about someone who embezzled money. 10000 or 40000 or $100,000 is a lot of money but it isn't worth losing years of your life in prison over. In many cases, people stole less money than they would have earned from employment if they just stayed out of jail. God was merciful to Rachel despite her theft, and to Jacob despite the absurdly over-the-top penalty he promised Laban if anyone was found with Laban's idols. We saw that in verse 32. Don't count on receiving that kind of mercy yourself if you are dishonest and take something that doesn't belong to you. The rationalizations we make to convince ourselves to sin or to soothe our conscience after we've sinned sound convincing in our heads, but completely absurd when said out loud. This is why we are wiser to follow God's commands than to justify ourselves about why we can sin. One more thing about this passage occurs to me. Do you see how deception spreads like a cancer? Jacob deceived his brother and his father. He was deceived by his father-in-law and saw his wife do something deceitful that she hid from him. It is the principle of sowing and reaping, a theme which recurs in the Bible over and over again. Like sowing corn, you get more back than you sowed. So be careful about what you're sowing. I hope you'll think about that today, and I hope you have a good day. May God bless you today. We'll see you next time.